Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Girl Finance Podcast. I'm your host Selena. Once again we are creating a community of unapologetic money-minded women and today's podcast topic is one that was requested by one of our followers on Instagram and it's 30 money tips for under 30s. So yeah we're going to go through a list and to help me to discuss this topic I have a special guest. Her name is Nikita from Young Spenders. So hi Nikita, how are you doing? Hi, Celine. I'm fine, thanks. Um, so I'll just introduce Young Spender. So Young Spender is a financial education platform for young people, predominantly young people under 25, but we can all learn. So there's always room for improvement and always room for learning. Absolutely. Thank you. I am so glad to have you here. Um, so the idea of today's podcast is to have someone over 30, which is myself, and then someone under 30 just to provide the tips so I'm you know providing some tips based on maybe a bit more experience and um Nikita providing tips for you young people gen gen z is it Nikita millennials and gen z z and And I'm kind of I'm just on the cusp of being a millennial so there is a difference so we might have different tips for (laughs) you so I thought it'd be interesting um for us both to uh, discuss our our tips and advice um, just to begin, I'm going to talk about some statistics. You know what I like to do on this podcast, I like to give you some statistics around spending and saving and the uh, generational differences. So spoken about previously, one in 10, so 9% of, of people have no savings at all. And that's across the generations. A third of Brits have less than £600 in savings. And 48% said that you know, if they, they wouldn't have any savings if they, you know, didn't have a job next month. So a lot of people, you know, do not have the kind of savings that you would hope they would have, particularly at this time um, with COVID. What's in your, or any, um, from your experience, Nikita, around savings with the young people that you speak to? Any trends that you find? Um, So I found that most of them, they want to save, but they don't know where to start and for those that are saving bits here and there they've been told to save you know by parents or people around them you know just the general make sure you're saving but they don't really have anything in mind as to what they're saving for so they might just then go out and you know decide to spend the money on something that maybe they could have done without but because they have the money there they spent it on you know say for example designer trainers Mm -hmm. But realistically, when they get older, they may realise that they could have actually used that money for something a lot more beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got that message as well growing up. You know, my mum always told me to save, um, save for a rainy day. But being completely honest, I really wasn't sure what a rainy day was. Um, so, you know, being told to just save and again, not really knowing what to save specifically for um, made it difficult for me as well. So I, I yeah. get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, interestingly when we look or when the I'm looking at some statistics and they looked at impulse shopping and they looked at it across the genders and they found that more men admitted to impulse shopping online than women so the men admitted sorry 66.4% of men admitted to impulse shopping whereas 63.4% of women admitted to impulse shopping as well 
and the average spend was 36 pounds and 97 pence for men compared to 28 pounds and 61 pence for ladies so as we already know women make better investors and we're also doing less impulse shopping so that's good that's got to be positive right (laughs) yeah so that's that's good definitely good for women but we may be doing less impulse shopping but we are most likely making more you know purchases that we thought about but they're big purchases like a Louis Vuitton bag for example (laughs) so we may be better at um not impulse shopping but I think statistics would tell you that women do like to spend more when when they're when they're shopping even though even if it's intentional (laughs) they are most likely spending more but that's fine we deserve it so it's okay (laughs) that's true we do deserve it (laughs) so let's go on to the 30 tips for the under 30s then Nikita and if I get you to start and what we're going to do is um I've got a list of 15 Nikita's got a list of 15 and we're just going to go back and forth and you know see if we've got the same um tips basically so if you start Nikita what's your first tip my first tip and most probably one of the most important for your personal finances is making sure that you budget so that making sure that you know how much income is coming in and how how much expenses are going out and also factoring in how much you're going to save so with that you'll do that before the new month starts for example before the new paycheck comes in and before the expenses go out so that you have a clear vision of as to where your money's going to go yeah I'd agree with that 100% I've got budget on my list as well so I won't repeat repeat that but I'd say definitely for the key reasons that you've listed I completely agree it's good to do it before you get that paycheck and it's good to include savings as part of your budgeting and also I would include some money for a little bit of fun it depends on kind of what your financial goals are you know if you've got a massive not a massive goal if you've got a goal to perhaps get on a property ladder by you know next year for example you might not include fun in your 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 budget for fun might be smaller and as you completely focus in on that goal but yeah definitely 100% I agree budgeting is key <laughs> yeah. I mean you touched on fun that was actually one of my tips having a fun fund okay, yeah um, so you have the fun there but um one way to sort of control that and not saying don't have too much fun but don't spend too much money on it is to take it out in cash okay. mm-hmm. so when the cash is finished then it doesn't mean the fun stops, but the, the paid fun stops. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of going out, you may, you know, watch a movie indoors with a few friend, friends around or make it a bit cheaper, you know, just basically. Yeah. Fine. I think you make a good point, though. Um, definitely include some fun. I think I like I really like the idea of you saying do something with friends. So do something that doesn't cost money with friends, because, um, you know, a lot of the times in order to have a fun time we believe that we need to go and spend lots of money we need to be out out if that makes sense but really we don't so yeah I do yeah. Um, you know doing something with friends or watching you know making an evening of it indoors that that's always cool and nice um yeah my first tip was to pay yourself first and I think for me I, I believe that this habit is key to unlocking the doors to everything else and it's like you said you know as part of a budget you need to include your savings and I guess this could be wrapped up into that 
savings element. But um, my experience personally and the experience of some of my peers that I know, you know, we tend to go out into the working world and I guess if we've got responsibility, so maybe if you're paying rent and if you're paying for this, that and the other, you don't necessarily think that, well, actually, it's a good idea to keep some money back for myself, for my goals, whether they are immediate goals, so something that you need for fun next month, or if it's the long term goal as well. And I think um, just getting into that habit of think of feeling and thinking that, you know, you've worked hard for your money. It shouldn't all just go out to bills and it shouldn't all be spent. I mean, if you read books around building wealth and, and, and money and managing money, one of the key things is to pay yourself first. And like I said, that could be rolled up into the savings um, element of budget of your budget, like you mentioned. But that's always key because I spent a long time not paying myself first. So payday would come, all of the money was out, and then the next payday would come, and then all of the money was gone again. Um, yeah. On things that I probably were wait was waiting to buy for payday. I, I hate that idea of um, kind of I'm just waiting for payday to buy. Um, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, you know that whole concept. I, I just don't like it anymore <laughs> because I know. I used to do it all the time and then you know you've already spent your money before you've earned it and then you're just in that vicious cycle so yeah definitely paying yourself first because it builds up the savings pot it builds up the fun pot it builds up the kind of future financial pot it gives you kind of choices and options if that makes sense yeah um before I go on to one of my other um, my other tips, just to add to that, one of my later tips was going to be that you should save at least 20% of your income and then 80% goes on expenses. Now, I say at least. That's highlighted in bold, you know, in lights, at yeah. least. So that's the place to start. If your expenses are not um, covering the whole 80%, definitely increase your savings and... If you're eight, and if your income, oh, and if you are spending eighty percent on expenses, also have a look at those expenses to see if they're all necessary. Yeah, that's a good. And um, and that also brings me on to my other point, where I was going to say that after budgeting comes tracking. So when you track, what happens is you actually have a look to see where your money's actually gone. So your budget is all fair and fine. You're doing your 80%, you're doing your 20%. But then when you're tracking, you actually calculate as to where your money actually went. So your budget is a plan. Your tracking is, you know, the real deal to see what actually happened. Because some people will say, I've budgeted, but I don't know where all my money went. Your budget is not just going to, you know, make itself happen. It's it's all in your hands at the end of the day. You can have as many spreadsheets as you like, as many apps as you like. But if you're not actually actively doing the work, it's not going to happen. So, for example, if you've budgeted that you're only going to spend £100 in takeaway in a month, but you happen to make 10 purchases that, that were £15 on takeaway, now you spent 150 So when you're tracking, you'll be able to see that you was £50 out of your budget. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's definitely something that you would need to do as well. So as I said, you could have your budget there. You could save your 20% and then say that your 80% is going on expenses. 
And some people will say, okay, but if I've calculated that 80% is going on expenses, why would I need to track? Because some people would fall into like their overdrafts, for example, they'll spend more than they've actually earned. So it can happen. You can go over. Yeah, that's a, I think you make a good point about tracking as well, because you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you do just have your budget. Um, and unless you're going to very due diligently stick to it and not go over, um, I think, you know, keeping an eye on things and tracking things will enable you to see whereby, see the areas where you are spending more and, and address those areas, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that point definitely um my next tip is to create an emergency fund so i've got, got this so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so six months worth of expenses uh you know at, at minimum um it may be different if you're kind of a high income earner i guess you know if, if an emergency happens you might be able to just tackle it without it throwing off all of your other debt but then at the same time you know, there's there's nothing that says that people that earn a lot of money are really good with money, if that makes sense. You know, you know that yeah. as there's just a common phenomenon of where your income increases, your expenses tend to increase as well. So unless unless you've got your budgeting and, and tracking under control, then it's definitely even if you are a high income earner, it's definitely a good idea to have that emergency fund uh, put aside. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, uh, super important. And I talk about that. I have a ebook about it. So if you struggle with creating an emergency fund, do check out the ebook. It's available and it talks about the reasons why it's important. Talks about how to build it back up as well, because it's something that you need to build back up once you once you dip into it. It talks about, you know, things to consider before you dip into it. Is it a true emergency or not? Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, definitely. Um agree with having well I said it I was gonna say agree with having the emergency fund but it's my tip so <laughs> yeah and um you were saying consider if it's really an emergency clothes are not an emergency unless you literally have none they're not an emergency and also with the emergency fund um what I say to people that come to me is that um so as you said you know six months worth of your expenses um so at first you know maybe aim for around a thousand pounds and then try and increase it from there because um three to six months is really good you know we just had the whole lockdown situation happen now we don't want that to happen again but imagine if it did and you know there's more job loss etc etc it will take a couple of months or however long it does for the economy to rebuild and start reintroducing jobs so you want to have that emergency fund there just for emergencies so yeah the lockdown was a very um that was an emergency for a lot of people absolutely yeah 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 people were taking payment holidays but payment holiday means a holiday you have to pay repay at some point so your emergency fund will then hopefully save you from those sorts of situations yeah, absolutely 100 agree so what yeah. what's your next tip um so with your savings, set goals and be intentional. It's going to be my next point as well. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're intentional with your savings, uh, you'll have targets and goals and things to look forward to. Um, as I mentioned earlier, if you're just saving and you don't really have anything in mind, you might end up spending on 
anything trainers clothes a holiday even though holidays are good but you know they could be pretty expensive and you could have spent that money on something a bit more intentional so set goals and have a plan and be intentional with your savings absolutely I completely agree and I was going to say set goals as well um you know be intentional um yeah and align your actions to your goals which I guess is the same as being intentional um yeah absolutely goals and I think that makes a difference when I speak to um women as part of black girl finance some of the conversations are some of the conversations are spent figuring out what 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 goal to begin with because I might speak to someone and they they say oh you know I want to save I've not been able to save but then they're not saving for anything if that makes sense so it's about working out you know what's important to you why do you want to of your finances what's the driving force what's your why and I think once you know your why then you can start to set goals based on you know what you actually want rather than like you mentioned in that very in the very beginning about um you know being told to save well well, what are we saving for you know why it's more difficult when you don't know your why I'd say you don't know what the goal is yeah it is yeah Yeah. so my next tip is uh basically when you get a pay rise not to just spend the difference to save and invest the difference so if you get a pay rise and your expenditure your outgoings don't change so you get a pay rise because you're doing well in your job but you're not you don't need to move house suddenly or you know you don't need you don't need to do anything your expenses don't need to go up I would invest or save the difference. So it's a good way of, again, so it's a good way of building up your emergency fund if you don't have one or if you're struggling to build it. Use that pay rise to, to build up your emergency fund and then also use it to invest. Um, because, yeah. sorry, what were you going to ask? Oh, no, I was just going to say that with young people, when they hear invest, this is actually one of my points, so I'll just cover it yeah. now during... Um, when they hear invest they think stocks and shares investing also means investing in yourself so in your education you know doing a course in your health you know when was the last time you went to the dentist for a checkup that sort of thing Um, so investing doesn't mean stocks and shares Um, while I'm speaking about investing I'll cover another point um, quite briefly before investing in stocks and shares and this is for everybody young middle-aged elderly do your research first and make sure you actually understand what you're getting into. Don't just think this sounds good. Everyone's investing in Tesla. I need to do the same. Yeah. Make sure you do your research first. The market goes up and down all the time. You may be able to catch that good, um, that good price again, but make sure you actually understand what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. You do need to understand what you're doing and you are absolutely right. There is other things that you can invest in. You can invest in yourself and, um, myself personally right now I'm at a stage whereby I don't what well, I invest in stocks and shares um, but in terms of my spending I tend to spend on courses and um, I guess personal development more than anything and I've just found that in the last few years that's what I like to spend my money on rather than whereas pre prior to that I would probably just spend money on clothes or you know you know fun well 
I mean, I mean, personal development is fun to me. Um, so you're absolutely right. That's super, super important. Um, and yeah, if you are going to undertake any type of investing, you need to do your research. You need to perhaps speak to an expert. Don't just, like you mentioned, just invest in in Tesla without understanding why you're investing. Is it a good investment? How to invest as well. You know, if you suddenly get if you suddenly have some money, like you mentioned, the markets are pretty volatile at this time. If you get a large sum of money, is it a good idea to just put that large sum of money into one stock or one one share? You know, is it you know we need to think about that due to the due to all of the kind of issues around investing, you know, is it a good company? can you can't really time the market that's not a good strategy for investing um yeah so yeah absolutely have a think about it have a think about what's important um and also make sure you have your emergency fund in place make sure you have your savings in place because with investing it's there's no guaranteed return your capital your money is at risk so it's not a get rich quick scheme you know you need to invest for at least 12 months you need to leave your money in there so don't just think I'm going to put it in today and then tomorrow I'm going to be a millionaire yeah, I would <laughs> just... say invest for even longer term than that I would say minimum of five yeah. years because you know, yeah. if something happens in 12 months time and you want to take that money out um you know, if, if you think back so if you go to March of this year and if you imagine that you had started investing March of 2019 because you wanted to get that money out March 2020. Oh, no. If you had invested <laughs> and wanted to get the money out in March um, yeah. 2020, that's when you needed the money, not wanted, but you needed the money, It would be you would have seen your investment drop dramatically. And I know this because... Mm-hmm. I've got investment accounts. February, they were going upwards. March, they went down. So I saw that with my own eyes. And a lot of people have yeah. seen that. And it was in the news and so on and so forth. So, you know, a year's time is probably not enough to, you know, I mean, that example should be quite clear. It's, it's, it's probably not enough to kind of even out those kind of vol- that volatility um, yeah so yeah so yeah so yeah absolutely right I, I would say if you are investing five years minimum if there's something that you need to do in a year's time in two years time in three years time is probably you, you might have a, a an easy access uh, cash ISA for example that yeah you can that's a invest for 12 months yeah. but with stocks and shares you definitely want to leave it in there for a long time unless you've you know assessed the market and you found that okay this may be the most that would ever you know come out of this but that's with research that's with understanding what you're doing that's with understanding how to read you know companies accounts there's so much to it yeah absolutely 100 um so i said the pay rise thing what's your next tip um, so mine is pretty simple. Hopefully everyone can do this literally today. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions. So that gym membership you're paying for and you're not going, cancel that. There's about five people in your house with Netflix, 
Yes. And <laughs> there yeah, needs to be like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got um I share my Netflix with two other people. They don't we don't live together. And that's how it's been since I actually got Netflix. Always shared, <laughs> always shared it out. And um yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't you don't need it. And cancelling direct debits. I mean, we are quite lucky. I was thinking about this. We are quite lucky in that this time, a lot of um, things that you sign up for, you might have a kind of a, a 30 day free trial and then it's a rolling monthly contract. So yeah. hopefully you'll be able to get out of the contract. Back in the day, <laughs> when um, previously, you would be signed into some 12 month contract or some 24 month contract. We are quite fortunate that we do live in a kind of subscription, monthly subscription, pay monthly type time whereby you can yeah um so but at the same time you're absolutely right we need to make sure um we cancel off any any excess any things that you're not using that you don't need um yeah yeah 100% and while we're on on direct debits actually um what you should also do is maybe not really for the um the younger guys because they may not actually get involved in utilities unless you're at uni for example you know you've got to pay for your broadband gas electric contact your utility providers and just see if there's a better deal that you can get because for example I called BT yesterday and found that I could actually be paying about seven pounds less a month for my landline and broadband so I actually switched pay yeah loyalty does not pay you might think oh yeah I'm a valued customer I've been with I've been with my supplier for a few months years whatever yeah loyalty they're, they're not going to call you and say look switch to this better deal no company does that because that you know they're losing money um so yeah you're absolutely right check check how much you're paying swap and change get the best deal do that regularly 100 yeah um my next tip is slightly different so it was if you are borrowing money you know if you do borrow make sure you have a concrete plan to repay the money back and repay it back as quickly as possible. I've been guilty of in the past when I got a credit card being like, okay, I've got my credit card. I'm just going to use a small amount, a small amount each month, small amount. And that's not good enough. That's not a repayment. That's not a solid repayment strategy. Um, You need to think about how much do you need to pay as a minimum each month? And can you pay over that and I spoke about it on my Instagram today is it today it might have been yesterday I spoke about it on my Instagram about a three thousand pound debt if you pay the minimum so perhaps there's a credit card that is perhaps like 17% interest if you pay the minimum payment each month it can take up to 27 years to pay that off so you need to have a strategy. You need to have a concrete strategy to pay um, any borrowing off. And, you know, just thinking, oh, I'm only going to spend a little bit on it is, is not enough. And just thinking that you're only going to spend the minimum payment as well. That's not good enough because it, it just it, it's not good. You know, if you, you know, get out a credit card or and spend £3,000 now, to be paying that off in 27 years is ridiculous. So, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. So, don't do it. Have a, yeah. have a clear plan. You know, 
it, it just doesn't make sense. You could be spending that money that you're you're repaying twenty seven years later on something else. You could be investing. You could be saving. You could be holidaying. You know, you do yeah. so much more with that money than repaying from you know years ago. Yeah, and that brings me on to actually, I'll mention two of my tips here while we're on sort of the subject of credit. So in terms of borrowing, I mean, from a personal stance, I would steer clear of um, what I would call unnecessary debt, such as Klarna. So, you know, you see an item of clothing online for £12 and they're telling you, yeah, you can can pay £3 a month for four months or however. Is it? <laughs> you don't need to do that you know if if you can't afford something at the time no matter how much it is or how little it is just don't buy it save up and then purchase yeah. it if and with borrowing as well think to yourself if I was not able to borrow would I actually buy this mm-hmm. so if you know if there was no option to you know borrow via Klarna PayPal credit anything like that even your credit card would you buy it in that moment and also another tip is be mindful of your credit score when I say mindful this is you know focusing targeted at you know people that want to buy a house want to buy a car you know on finance and things like that being mindful even if you think right now oh I don't really I'm not really bothered you know make those repayments on time and in full because one day you're going to need it And it takes six years. So, it stays on a lot of these things. Stay on your credit report for minimum six years. So at one missed payment, you'll see if you check your credit score, you'll see there'll be a little message that says, you know, bad, you know, bad repayment history or whatever it's worth. Yeah. And it could be from six. And you'd be you screw. I, I screw. You know <laughs> about about things that I see on my credit report. Um, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. And I think the Klarna thing is is back to that having a proper repayment strategy. It doesn't matter whether it's on Klarna or whether it's your credit card, whatever it is, have a strategy. You know, okay, I'm spending £200 now. I'm going to pay that back tomorrow. Yeah. ASAP. Um, yeah does it fit into my budget yeah. is what you need to ask yeah well. exactly yeah that's a good question to ask as well absolutely um my next one is about life insurance and the reason why I bring this up is because I had um Rachel on who is a, an accountant and financial advisor and she was talking about life insurance and she made me think the earlier you get life insurance the better I think in my head, it was traditionally, you know, something that you get when perhaps you become a parent or once you get on the property ladder. But she kind of broke it down for me that actually, no, the sooner you get life insurance, the cheaper it is for you. You can add on children, you know, when you start having a family, you can add on partners as well. And you are your biggest asset. So rather than, you know, we're forced to have car insurance obviously um you know when we buy goods we it's suggested that we get insurance to cover laptops and mobile phones and things like that and if we're willing to get insurance for those things I think we need to get life insurance and then also income protection um for ourselves I think that's important 
Yeah, I mean, this was one of my tips as well. Um, as we established at the beginning, um, I am under 30, but I actually have life insurance and income protection because you just you just never know as as you know, as much as we don't like to speak about it, it's something that we need. You know, we see GoFundMe's going up all the time because, you know, families are just basically not expecting, you know, certain things to happen. But, you know, have those things in place um, because at the end of the day, you just don't know what can happen. And for people that are thinking, oh, where can I take out life insurance? Where do I start? Some banks do it. You can also compare online. There's also um, some brokers out there. So as important as insuring your phone, insuring your car, insuring your fridge, your toaster, you know, yeah. have it. Absolutely. And I know, I, I'm, I just want to go back to the point. You said, although we don't think these things are going to happen, I'm going to be a bit cheeky and, and reference. There are older people out there that just don't have anything, don't have any cover whatsoever. And I've seen it personally, unfortunately, in my own family when, when, you know kind of elderly relatives have passed away they're not prepared um and then there's the kind of awkward conversation getting everyone together to try and work something out so yeah I, and, and like i say it's not necessarily that they don't know it's gonna happen you should know that it's gonna happen i should yeah. say um but yeah that, that's 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 all i mean yeah we, we definitely need to have the insurance and funeral plans whatever just prepared um my next point was about uh, investing in a pension so when I first started working this was before pensions you were auto enrolled into your pension and obviously you can be auto enrolled into a pension but you can opt out but I do think that having a, a pension and thinking about retirement is important and starting similarly to life insurance starting sooner there's benefits to life insurance it's cheaper number one you're thought to be healthy healthier etc and similar with pensions pensions are often invested into to the stock market you know your company pension if, if you do it via a company um, or your employee pension they're often investing into something and if you are investing then the sooner you start, the longer you invest for, you benefit from the from compound interest, which is earning interest on interest. Um, sorry, I'm talking about pensions. But again, yeah, like I said, my point was pensions are are often invested, um, employee pensions. So the sooner you start, yeah. the sooner you, you'll start to earn that compound interest. Um, yeah, and with pensions, you're um, working in finance, I actually find that a lot of the younger people within the business they actually like to cancel their pension or opt out shall I say mm. um, because they don't want to see that 30 40 50 pounds coming out every month going to their pension please don't opt out no. <laughs> you need yeah. when, you, when you get a bit older you're gonna have to be putting in more you're gonna be like oh if you do one of those pensions calculators and, and work out what you you should be putting in to get to the kind of lifestyle that you want yeah <laughs> yeah and also if you've had a few jobs also consider consolidating your pension mm-hmm. rather than having it everywhere yeah. just so that it's easy for you to see for you to manage and things like that um my next point was stepping away from life insurance and pensions and all those things <laughs> <laughs> and be frugal with your spending 
sign up to cashback sites like Top Cashback. And also when you're making a purchase, search for affiliate discounts. So literally just go onto Google. And if you're shopping at, um, I don't know, JD Sports, Google JD Sports discount. You may be surprised. They may give you something. So just to have a look to see if there's any codes out there. Also sign up to cashback sites and then look at the cashback site before you make a purchase just to see if wherever you're purchasing from is on there. Um, so that's ways that you can earn cash back on things that you are going to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I use them. Is it, is it called Quiddo? Oh, Quidco. Quidco, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Obviously, don't use it regularly, but yeah, I'm signed up to it. I get emails from them. <laughs> yeah, you try sometimes. You'll be like, oh, I was going to buy from there anyway. And then, you know, you just follow their link that they have and then you'll get a bit of cash back. Yeah, good, good tip there. Um, the next point I was going to make was do not get into debt for friends or I've got partners, friends forward slash partners. I don't know why I've got partners. <laughs> and, and again, I think it just goes back to, you know, protecting your credit score for yourself. You don't want, you know, uh, lenders to be making a decision on, you know, giving you a mortgage because you decided you know two years ago to help your friend get a car and you're paying off on finance and now when you speak to that or when the lender's looking at your affordability they can see that you now are paying off this car loan um (laughs) so you can now borrow less or you don't meet the affordability criteria because you wanted to help out a mate and I know people that have ended up paying for a car that they didn't get to drive I know people that you know it could be just as simple as getting out another mobile phone contract for a mate you know if you're doing those things and making those decisions um there's a reason why they weren't accepted yeah Yeah, that's a good point point. yeah and I know you think you're being nice and you're helpful and you're being you know but you need to you know protect your your credit score protect your future you don't want a, a decision to be impacted by you know someone who might not necessarily be your mate in you know six years time does that make sense you know there's yeah. any missed payments etc um so yeah so that's one that I think is is key yeah um another one that I have is if you're basically low on funds low on cash and you're good at something consider starting a side hustle you know even if it's as something like you're good at using Photoshop, you see people take pictures, say, oh, I could retouch your picture for, you know, this rate. Or, you know, just put yourself out there for anything that you're good at because somebody out there would need a solution to a problem and you may have the solution. So start a side hustle, whether whether it be big or small, you know, just earn some extra income with something that you're good at. Yeah, I definitely agree. Absolutely. Um, One of the workshops that I did beginning of the year before COVID was, um, you know 2020 how to make money how to keep it so it has a cheesy title but yeah that was one of the workshops but one of the, um, yeah. one of the topics was about you know creating side hustles um you know selling your services on maybe fiverr or instagram or you know if someone says can you do this say yes you know um yeah if you're good at something why not 
why not kind of offer it out? Yeah, you could get paid for it. Monetize it. Yeah. Yeah, monetize it. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, my next point was to ask questions, seek advice. You're not too young to find out useful information because sometimes you can feel like, I don't know, maybe slightly intimidated to, to, to speak to a broker or to, to ask a question about something that you're curious about. And I'd say don't be. Um, ask questions and, and, and seek advice. Don't. Yeah. And especially if you're speaking to a professional, everything should be non-judgmental anyway. Yeah. So ask as many questions as you want or need. And I also think that people will be so helpful. You know, I think they'll I think they'll, they will be pleased to help. You know, I think they will think, okay, this is a young person. You know, they, they'll feel happy that you want to find out about these things. Um, yeah. They'll be happy. Like, for example, I had, um, obviously, we're all working from home. Some, like, teenagers knocked the door and were like, oh, do you have a car? Oh, can I wash your car? And I was like, yeah. And I, I was so impressed by them. <laughs> I was like, yes. My other half was like, why are you making them wash your car? No. It's like we live in London. <laughs> don't do it but I was like yeah I was like oh these kids so good <laughs> I was like yeah and because I want to help them I think it's positive that they've asked to do something or want to find yeah. out something like when my son came to me was like mom I want to find out about my credit score I was like hallelujah yes <laughs> let me show yeah. next time I spoke to him I was like get your laptop we're going through it now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah people are more willing to help than you actually think to be honest yeah 100% 100%. even people on LinkedIn you know you'll connect with them and then you won't ever message them message Mm -hmm. them if you have questions (laughs) absolutely um I'm actually on to my final point now which is don't compare yourself to other other people and don't give in to peer pressure either so especially for young people that maybe you know off to uni or just sort of being young to be honest your friends might maybe you know buying all these designer goods or even if they're not designer just constantly spending money going here then everywhere buying anything they want but you don't know their situation they could be putting themselves in a really bad financial situation mm-hmm. or on the other hand they may have really rich family so you know don't compare yourself to other people just you know have your plan in place have your goals in place know where you're headed and just don't worry about others yeah do you know what I had a similar point and it was kind of and it, and for me it extended to ignore the media as well because there's a lot of negative news in the media about recession about first-time buyers about jobs but everyone's circumstances are different like you said and you don't know what people's circumstances are um and you need to do an investigation about what's available to you and your own circumstances as well yeah. you know everyone's different so yeah I totally agree with that ignore the peer pressure um my final one was well I've got a few but just to wrap this up because it's quite a long episode but um, my final one was to talk about money talk about building assets just talk about it um for a long time I went without speaking about money and it did me no good honestly um did me no good yeah, some people have anxiety when it comes to money, but to be honest, if you don't speak about it with the right people, that is, mm-hmm. the anxiety may get worse. Yeah. So definitely speak about it. You know, those if you're in debt, for example, those sleepless nights, they're not going to go away if you just keep it to yourself. You know, seek, you know, financial education, financial advice, anything that you need, 
to you know sort of get back to sleeping at night to calm down that anxiety because it won't go anywhere if you're doing the same things over and over again absolutely absolutely yeah I, I totally agree it's it, it's not good to just be experiencing anxiety by yourself um yeah see, definitely seek advice like you mentioned so i think that's it i think we've gone through a lot i think this 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 um, podcast episode would need a lot of editing <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um but yeah I, I i just think you know hopefully those tips will give a lot of food for thought to our listeners and hopefully having kind of the different perspectives on on things two voices rather than just the list from myself you've got a list from Nikita based on her experiences based on her work at Young Spenders um with the people that she works with hopefully there will be a tip in there that that resonates and that makes sense to you and that you can go away and actually action as well because action is key that should be a point actually that should be a tip (laughs) action taking steps action and consistency. Yeah, and consistency. 100%, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Nikita, where can they contact you on? Are you on Instagram, um, LinkedIn? So on Instagram, it's at youngspender underscore. And you can also contact me by email, which is hello at youngspender.co.uk. And we've also got a website, which is www.youngspender.co.uk. And you can contact us at any time. No question is too big, too small. No question is a stupid question. So, you know, drop us a DM or an email or fill out the um, contact form on the website and we'll get back to you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I will put all that. I know I've asked you to just say, but I will put all of those links in the show notes for today's episode. And um, if you want to get in touch with me, I can put you in touch with Nikita. Um, I'm sure she will be happy to help. If you have listened to this episode and you like the Black Girl Finance podcast, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you like and that you share as well. Next week, we are going to be talking about paying down debt. So do tune into that episode if you are currently you know, struggling with paying down debt, we're going to speak to someone who's been in that situation, who has used a particular strategy, we're going to talk about it and hopefully bring you really useful information and actionable steps that you can take to pay down debt. But Nikita, thank you so, so much for being on today's episode. I think you've added so much value. Um, Yeah. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Speak soon. Take care. Bye. Apologetic, ambitious, money-minded women to do spread the word.